Hello and welcome to Movement, a weekly podcast for South Aussie Baptists to listen and imagine together. Each fortnight, Melinda Cousins interviews a leader from within our movement and then asks them to share one of their recent sermons with us the following week. Welcome to our Baptist Churches SA podcast, Movement. My name's Melinda Cousins. I serve as the Director of Ministry Accreditation. And today I have the opportunity to sit down with Mike Mills, who is our State Executive Minister. Mike is a pastor, served in churches here in Adelaide, but also up in Alice Springs in the Northern Territory. Uh, he's a former engineer, husband, father of two, and an amateur woodturner, I have learned. Uh, and he's been in the leadership role of our movement of churches for over 10 years now. Like people from across our churches probably know your name and your face. Um, I wanted to start today by asking you to share maybe some of the experiences and passions that have shaped you and drive you and in particular that you bring into this role that you have. Thank you, Melinda. It's good to join you today. Uh, it's interesting that you point out there that people would know my face and name, and it's certainly my experience yeah. as I visit uh, around the churches and uh, feel like people know me, but of course I struggle to put faces to names uh, in many places. Look, uh, coming into this role, which has been an incredible privilege and uh, a unique opportunity in someone's life and ministry, as I I look at it, it was like there was this convergence Mm -hmm. of my uh, experience, my skills, my passions around uh, my thinking and training as an engineer, which has made me very process-oriented, my natural bent towards administration and detail, but... Uh, overarching all of that, uh, I guess what took me into pastoral ministry in the first place, a passion for the local church. So I found in this role there's this convergence of that, uh, which has enabled me to uh, thrive in a context which for many pastoral leaders I think it would be um, anathema to their experience of pastoral ministry. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way to them at all, uh, but just that unique, um, I guess, combination of what makes me, me. Mm-hmm. So can I unpack, you said um, that, that local, what drove you into local church ministry, like that passion for the local church. Where does that come from? Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, that it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because uh, I've always um, borne testimony to the fact that I never had a sense of uh, internal drive towards pastoral ministry. Right. I, I feel like I led, uh, landed there by default um, uh, and obviously by the sovereign hand of God, <laughs> but uh, by default in the sense that it was really my peers, mm-hmm. my peers at, um, at college, uh, my, my, my faculty at college and my, uh, my church congregation at the time that pushed me in the direction of pastoral ministry because I entered theological formation in a time when I believed it was preparation for the mission field oh, right. as an engineer, you right. know, that kind of context, uh, and uh, landed in pastoral ministry um, and in the local church. So where, did, where does that passion for the local church come from? I, I, apart from the, the very obvious and uh, needs to still be stated fact, God's done something in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the more I have been involved in the shaping and leading and um, caring aspects of local church, the more I find my heart is for the local church. The more I have developed in my theology, in my praxis, 
uh, and, my, and in my experience of local church, it's so uh, my heart for the local church has grown. Um, the local church plays a, a really significant part in my own life and my own formation, my own rhythms, um, and, and of course in my own salvation uh, it was through local church. So. Yeah, naturally, I find a, a passion for it. When, when the when the local church is being the local church well, there is nothing like it. Yeah. Uh, nothing like it in the world. Uh, the the relationships, the the impact, the, the life transformation that takes place, uh, it's second to nothing. So to be a part of that, yeah, it stirs my passion. It, it stirs does. My heart. I can hear it. That's great. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I, and I can hear some things in there that I think we'll come and touch on later in terms of a very Baptist view of, you know, uh, yes. both in terms of calling that it's, you know, the community and not just yourself and then also the role of the local church. We might come back to that. But we are, this is our first podcast episode mm. um, and people listening wouldn't know, but we've been talking for a while about the idea of podcasting. So maybe yes. you could speak to why, why would we have a podcast um, and, and who do you hope would be listening to us? So it's a strange question to ask a baby boomer who uh, is only dabbling around the edges of evening listening to podcasts. But uh, look, it has clearly become a, a key means of communication and of sharing of thoughts and ideas. Uh, so who would I, who would I hope? Well, I, well. We would enter it naturally because we are a movement, and this comes again to our Baptist values, where we believe in the contextualisation of all that we do. So we live in a context now where we deal with social media, which includes such things as podcasts. Mm -hmm. So yes, we want to push into those spaces, not not just to be trendy, not just to be an expression of our context, but to realise that the people that we rub shoulders with in today's world are functioning in this space. So should we, for the sake of the witness that we have for the gospel. Now, now saying that, I don't believe, that. I don't suspect that uh, our blog um, podcast, it may, our podcast, I should say, that move into that space are, are likely to be a primary aspect of witness. Mm-hmm. You know, God can sovereignly bring people in and all that. But um, So the hearers, I imagine, would be those in our movement who have uh, either grown up in a Baptist context, which is increasingly a smaller right. proportion, but more likely have, have found themselves in a Baptist church but perhaps haven't realised that there is a wider Baptist family, mm-hmm. that there's a wider understanding of, of who we are and of what we do together by being associated as a movement of churches. So I hope that they will dip in and out of these podcasts and will learn to appreciate even more why they find themselves in a Baptist right. family. Uh, maybe they will be able to therefore contribute into the life of the movement, uh, that uh, we would be able to tease things out as a movement more and learn from one another more because there would be a greater shared understanding of who we are and how we do things. So it's that kind of imagining that I would think would be helpful with podcasting. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, we're name one of the elephants in the room we're recording this kind of just coming out of the COVID season Mm. um, and that's not this is something we've been thinking about much longer than that but I think this season maybe has taught us that like you're saying that um, we have opportunities like when you visit a church for people to connect with you but we have this diverse growing movement of churches Um, what what is the opportunity for us to be listening to each other and connecting 
Yeah. And, and, and during this season too, it, it's been wonderful that we've seen a lot of our churches uh, acknowledge people have connected with them uh, in, in a digital kind of framework that is that are not normally connected with them yeah. as well. So the, there is this sense that it has broadened our reach mm-hmm. um, and uh, hopefully our, the opportunity for um, our influence as well. Look, um, the, the, uh, one, of, one of the key values that Baptists have always held is the, the sense, it's, it's around the community aspect of our values, and that is that we, we together discern the mind of Christ mm-hmm. is, the, is the catchphrase. Yeah. This sense that there is no, uh, um, well, it's an expression of the priesthood of all believers in a way, mm-hmm. isn't it? But it's the sense that there's no single core group or individual who hear better from God mm. than others. Um, now, that doesn't mean that uh, you know all voices are on a level playing field, because obviously people have different levels of theological reflection and all of and experience and wisdom. But we know that God speaks through mm. all people, uh, and we collectively discern what God is saying through the voice of His people. Uh, so I, I think as we as we head into the future, whatever that future is, uh, whether it's shaped by COVID, whether it's shaped by technology, whether it's shaped by other uh, social moves yeah. in our society, we we need to keep tweaking the ma- the means by which we discern together uh, and shaping it to facilitate it as best as we can. Uh, traditionally, um, we have had, I guess, gatherings that have enabled this, mm. uh, what we call our assembly, yep. uh, which is a gathering of representatives from our churches. So each of our churches can send delegates to that. Um, and also of particular individuals of assembly. So all of our accredited pastors or accredited people who serve within our Baptist family are delegates in their own right as well. And that is the place where uh, decision is made mm-hmm. corporately. So it's the equivalent of the members meeting in the local church. Right. Uh, so uh, while, the, while the assembly board conducts the business of the movement in between assemblies and under the instruction of the assembly, uh, it is ultimately the assembly that determines the direction, the shape, the position, the posture, uh, the, 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 the focus and emphasis of the movement. Um, so that is one of the key platforms that we have. Uh, other, other opportunities exist, obviously, like our 4D leadership conference, uh, a space where people gather and can uh, across our churches at all kinds of levels of leadership, from emerging to senior leadership. Yeah, so... Um, and then other other are more professional development kind of contexts yeah. like pastors gatherings and you know, professional yeah. development seminars. So. Yeah, I think I would imagine that 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 four day leadership conference space is probably a good space to think that's that's who we hope would be listening yes. to us. That that's you know yes, our pastors, um, but really it's the people who are volunteering and leading and serving and engaged and involved in our churches. Their opportunity to say, oh, I'm part of something bigger. You know, my local church is great, but also I'm part of something bigger, and that. Uh, bigger both speaks into my local church and how I serve and also maybe opens me up to other opportunities of learning. Yes, and wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to even get some feedback from them Mm. around uh, what we do in these podcasts and in other environments, of course, but uh, for them to hear 
that as an association we strive um, to have a, a, a demonstrated posture of listening. Mm, we, yeah. we want to hear from people. Uh, we want to hear uh, uh, valid criticism. We want to hear alternate views. Uh, we want to hear where the needs of the churches lie uh, from uh, the diversity of culture, uh, from women and men, and, of course, from the diversity of ages. Mm. So, uh, you know, I am who I am, <laughs> as we all are. Uh, so I'm, I'm a, 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 a white male, middle class, heading into his 60s, and my worldview is limited by that framework. Uh, so I need to hear the voices of others, as we all do. Mm. And so the, the better we can facilitate that. Uh, and glean from that. I think the healthier we will be as a movement of churches. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. You've already touched on uh, some of the things I want to ask you about next in terms of who we are as a movement, mm. but I guess your particular role um, gives you the opportunity to be engaged across our whole movement, but also to be one of the people who's entrusted to kind of hold our story and our values. So while we've got you, great opportunity to ask you, who are we as a movement? Can you talk a bit about our identity? Yes, certainly. So as in our South Australian movement of Baptist churches, so um, of course our roots actually come out of the British Baptist um, landing, not the American Baptist. Um, And uh, so we are shaped far more by that. And and our our global Baptist movement traces its heritage back to 1609 and uh, the, the, the formation then of the... Uh, our forefathers, as it were, around the values that we now hold uh, that set us apart uh, as Baptists within the broader Christian tradition. Uh, Baptists landed here in South Australia along with the early settlers. They were a part of that uh, very first landing. Churches began early on, often very independent and quite fragmented, and there were a number of attempts to actually form them together in association in the early days that failed. Uh, they, they, They would bicker over what we today would see as incredibly minor things. And this is one of the things I think which is important for us to recognise, though, is that there, even in my lifetime there has been this shift, which is a wonderful shift for the mission of God, and that is that while we recognise there are different traditions and nuances in the Christian movement, uh, so too we've realised that we are all in this together. So the, the, the vehement denominationalism and, in fact, the, the competitive and derogatory kind of approaches that were taken in denominationalism, even that I can remember growing up as a teenager, have really been broken down significantly. And this is true in our Baptist framework as well. So there are a diverse range of Baptists globally. There are diversity in our Baptist movement here in South Mm -hmm. Australia. And even in South Australia, of course, we are aware that there are Baptists who are not a part of our movement. So, you know, there there is this... while, while there is this sense of uh, nuances and differences of identity, there is still there is this increased sense that we are together the people of God, which I think is a wonderful move of the Spirit. But it wasn't until actually um, 1863 that uh, association in South Australia actually kicked off. So we, we celebrated 150 years of association in uh, 2013. Right. Uh, and that 
that that's not to be uh, easily dismissed. I mean, we are one of the first associations in South in Australia, right. and uh, it's a great heritage that we've got from that. So that that's who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've morphed from the Baptist Association to the Baptist Union, and uh, in in 2010 we renamed ourselves as Baptist Churches of South Australia. Which we did intentionally, by the way, because what happens is, you know, uh, humanity has this uh, propensity to institutionalize things. Uh, And so we, the early Baptists, they get together and they they say, look, we're all autonomous churches and we're local churches, but there's stuff we could do together which would be better, Uh, which is wonderful. And 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 it comes out of a need and a value. Uh, move the clock forward nearly 150 years and we've got these local churches that are busy doing their their thing and we've got this thing called the Baptist Union and everyone wonders what the union's for and in fact what happens is that union becomes something that if we if things aren't going well who can we blame we'll blame the union so there was the, the idea was to reframe the narrative to say the union is not something the union, the association of churches, is not something separate from the local church. So nobody can blame another entity because when they say our name, they say themselves. <laughs> we are the Baptist Churches of South Australia. Um, and uh, it's important for our local churches to recognise that. There's no authority base here. There's no... We act for and on behalf of our local churches. In fact, our, our purpose mantra is to support and encourage influence and extend the life and mission of the local church. Uh, That is our framework as a team here, uh, as assembly board, and certainly for my role. Uh, So uh, the role that I have is one of facilitating that kind of outcome. Uh, It's not... uh, There's been jokes that we we could call this role a bishop role. Uh, It is (laughs) not (laughs) the same. I hate that, yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, It it is not the same as Mm. a the only time I find that helpful is when I'm talking to people in another denomination and I say, well, you have bishops. This is probably as close as Baptists will ever get to a bishop, but it's really nothing like a bishop. Yeah. And I think that's really helpful and that, that idea that it's not a separate, uh, you know, the union, it's not a separate thing, but we are in this together and we are a community of local churches. I think the words that I've heard you use are family of churches mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously the other word that we're using uh, for mm-hmm. this podcast, the idea of movement. So mm-hmm. we've kind of chosen different language to, to try and emphasise that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've touched on some of the values that we have. Is there a way, how, how would you give us a broad sense of what are our values as a Baptist movement in South Australia? Well, I, uh, I, I can't separate out really the, the values of our Baptist movement in South Australia from really what are Baptist values globally. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the posture with which we hold those values or some of the emphases we give to different um, aspects of the values uh, might be nuanced mm-hmm. in South Australia. So nationally, last year we we set out on a project which you, in fact, were a key player in, um, and uh, in my role on national council, I helped to contribute a little bit. But it was a recognition that we've got this thing called Baptist values, which are often expressed in terms of historical. Uh, well, they're given form in the term of historical expression. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Uh, we wanted to contemporise it a little bit. 
still bring an expression of those values forward in a way that people could relate to today and were meaningful today. And in that, we we bunched them together, the traditional group of seven or eight, we bunched together into four. Uh, and, and, and those four was, you know, the, the first one, obviously, is this idea of being Jesus-centred. And, and that is one of the key things about us being Baptist. Over and above anything else, we would say Jesus is Lord. Uh, we, we are a people of the book mm-hmm. because the book reveals to us our Lord and Saviour. Uh, so we don't. We are not shaped by history. We're not shaped by uh, papal decrees. We're not shaped by creeds. We're shaped by Jesus as our Lord, and we respond to Him in that regard. The the the, the, the second key area. So Jesus is Lord. The second key area is our, our sense of community, who who we are, mm-hmm. and is very much based in the local. Yeah. Uh, so it is, it is about the local church. So our local churches are autonomous. But that has expression in a number of ways. So it is our local church that is free to discern what God is saying to them mm-hmm. and how God wants them to express his mission in their context. Mm-hmm. So this is where contextualization becomes a key thing for us and moves on into uh, one of our other values. But uh, it, it does mean that we believe the local church is, is fully um, capable and competent to determine the mind of Christ mm-hmm. for itself and, and is not sit under the directive of anywhere else. Which I think would be um, why a lot of our churches might look different. I know in my experience, mm. particularly young people who've grown up in one Baptist church might go, when they move, go to a different Baptist church and expect it to look the same. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think that this is actually... Uh, one of our uniquenesses. Uh, there, there is a lot of similarity. I mean, even in South Australia, the, our diversity in expression uh, is limited. Right. There is diversity. Right. But it, but that said, they are different. And uh, this is one of the freedoms that we have. I, I think it's one of the wonderful things, too, that people land in a local church... They're not thinking denomination, but they land in the local church. And they warm to that church. And perhaps one of the reasons they warm to it is because that church is local. Mm, Yes. uh, And has an expression that they can connect to. Mm -hmm. So they don't feel like they are just uh, sitting in part of something that is too big. Mm -hmm. The danger is, of course, that we lose the sense of a broader association. Mm. Uh, but that that is actually one of our values. So while this community aspect happens, it is a, 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 another value that sits alongside it is the value that we associate together uh, freely. So in fact, Baptist Churches of South Australia is a voluntary association of like-minded churches. Uh, it is not strictly a denomination um, because we're autonomous, fully autonomous, with some shared values and theology so um so jesus centered this sense of who we are as community uh but the other part which clearly positions us in the evangelical stream stream is the sense of mission yeah uh, so we we do believe that we are uh, the receivers of god's grace and his work and redemption and restoration not just for ourselves but for the wider world mm-hmm. And, and so we, our local churches 
are uh, encouraged, are driven, are inspired, are aspirational even, (laughs) uh, to be missional. Mm. Uh, But how that looks and how is it expressed, again, depends on their context. Uh, Not just their context, but in a very similar context, two churches might express it differently because of who the church community is. Right, who the people are. Uh, Who the people are, what the gifting is, what the passions are. So they're free to give that expression in their unique kind of ways. So that sense of being on mission together is really important. And, of course, out of that has been birthed um, uh, the, the, the overseas cross-cultural kind of mission aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, proudly South Australia, again, was a leader in that aspect of sending folk overseas um, and going beyond our own borders and pioneers in that regard. And we continue to be through global interaction. Yeah, I don't know how well that story is known, but yeah, the, the, the uh, Baptist cross-cultural mission in Australia actually started here in Adelaide with five young women. That's so right, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and interestingly, uh, to the best of my knowledge, Global Interaction, which was Australian Baptist Missionary Society, is still incorporated here in South Australia. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so, so Jesus-centred community, local community, uh, engaged in the mission of God. And, and the final one is, is this... Uh, one we've branded as as freedom. Uh, often the expression used is uh, freedom of conscience right. or liberty of conscience. And, and this is this idea that uh, we, we well, at one level we believe in separation of church and state. Right. So this idea, we, we, we might not believe what you believe, but we will fight for your right to believe it. So we, we have been great advocates for freedom of religion. Uh, the separation of church and state has often got confused. Uh, but really what that's about is that we don't believe the state should be able to dictate what, uh, what, what the faith environment looks like, <laughs> other than giving freedom. So we don't believe in a state church. Mm-hmm. Um, Which obviously comes from our history of very much emerging so. out of situations yes. where that was the case. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, in, in Europe at the time, of course, there was uh, you know the Lutheran Church state, <laughs> uh, there, there was the Catholic Church state, there was the what became the Anglican Church state. So uh, those, those state religions have never been a part of Australia, mm-hmm. um, and particularly never been a part of South Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. But that is a Baptist heritage, and it emerged out of that context quite rightly. So there's that aspect of it. But there's also this sense that we uh, believe that uh, each, uh, well, ultimately an individual can arrive at an interpretation of Scripture. It's very dangerous if you leave the individual alone. Uh, so more importantly, we emphasize that uh, as a community of faith, uh, Communities arrive at different nuanced interpretations of Scripture. So there are different aspects that we can read. Uh, So while we would say that there is core orthodoxy that we hold to, which is of a Protestant evangelical um, dissenting (laughs) tradition, uh, there, there is greater freedom than that. And so we have diversity. Uh, of positions on particular things and understandings about it. But learning to live together with that freedom is really important. Uh, And I think uh, that is an area that our movement here in South Australia uh, needs to increase its maturity in 
Okay. I think it's still something that we, you know, we immediately dive to, well, you've got to have a position, and if you don't have that position, how can you be a part of us? I think we've got to be very cautious how we navigate that, but that may be, uh, that may be a, another podcast discussion. <laughs> I think as I'm listening to you, yeah, there, there are some really interesting tensions that we recognise we sit in, isn't it? That we, because of these values that we hold to and this history we've merged from, and yet we really value contextualisation and mission in the local, in, you know, in the current contemporary culture. So how do all those things work? And even just thinking about, um, you know, so we have this freedom to hold different positions and yet we have some foundational values that mm. we strongly hold to. Um, and our engagement in the public sphere, we want to have that freedom and defend, you know, the, the freedom for others. And yet we also want to have some kind of a voice and mission and, and call to people to follow Jesus. So mm, there's mm. a lot of tensions that we're seeing. There are, in. there are, and, and and of course those tensions are heightened in a uh, a, a societal context where the church has moved. <laughs> it's moved more than from the centre to the margin. It's mm. now moved to a place where once it was seen as uh, you know the, the, the ground of uh, morality to actually being many quarters now are seen as evil. Mm. So uh, the society's view of the church has changed. So how we champion things like a voice, how we express that voice, uh, how we engage with our, our, our wider community in appropriate ways is going to be a continually evolving and sensitive issue that we have to address, mm, you know, for sure. So those four values you've mentioned, um, you know, we kind of came together last year under this uh, mm. project. So it's called the Values Project. We might put a link to that in our notes uh, that people can go to the Australian Baptist Ministries website and there's some uh, videos and resources yeah, to engage with some great resources further. there. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anything else you want to say in terms of our purpose and identity as a movement? Yeah, look, I, I touched on that, um, that kind of purpose statement that we have or that mantra that we have here of, um, and I'm going to say it again, that there's support, encourage, influence and extend the life and mission of the local church. Uh, that, that sits within the framework of what we do as a strategy here. So, And that flows out of what our vision is. <laughs> so our vision is to be a movement of local churches thriving in Jesus, transforming the world. Uh, I think there's, there's a number of different elements to that. Clearly there's that sense that we are a, a uh, in movement, <laughs> it's not sta- it's not stationary, it's not stagnant, it's not um, hopefully becoming so um, traditional that it becomes irrelevant. It, it is in movement. It is about local church. It is about Jesus and Jesus being the source of all things. And we want to not just survive in Jesus; we want to thrive in Him. Uh, and and from that comes all the energy for mission, and the, and the mission is one that is more than just uh, you know getting your ticket to heaven kind of the, the, that kind of uh, traditional um, view of this. But the the uh, the other thing that it does speak to us about is this sense that it brings transformation. Transformation in the individual, but transformation in our society and in our culture as well. So, mm. Excellent. And we do that through a strategy. We, a strategy, we, we, sort of, it's not a traditional strate- strategy mm-hmm. in many ways, but the, the strategy elements are expressed in word pairs. So that we, we have this sense that we, well, we, we are advocating mission. 
from the association, there should always be the push to our churches mm-hmm. to make sure that we're engaging in mission, doing it well, doing it contextually, doing it in um, appropriately relevant ways. Uh, Anything that we do needs leadership, so we play a part in the cultivating of leaders. Uh, We want to facilitate the connections across our movement because our movement is this sense of autonomous churches and people that get very focused in the local, which is great and appropriate, but how do we facilitate connections in a broader way that are beneficial to the whole? Naturally, uh, we also want to inspire imagination. We want to... Uh, have people lift their eyes from what they've always done and say, how, how can we do things differently? What, what might things look like for the next generation? How, how might we share the good news and demonstrate the good news in ways we've never imagined before? Uh, and lastly, but by no means leastly, we do have a role in resourcing the churches. Uh, we, we live in a legislative and compliance kind of society mm-hmm. that is very demanding on local churches. So if we can resource churches by doing some of that on their behalf, by pooling things and, and making things easy, then local church can get on with the mission, get on with pastoring, caring, proclaiming, demonstrating uh, all that it means to be the people of God. Great. I think some of those word pairs are really helpful. Uh, maybe even just thinking about what we're trying to do in this space with this mm. podcast, that hopefully we're inspiring our imagination. We're going to um, maybe have some ways of lifting people's eyes and letting them see what's going on, but a, a resource to churches and, and to people in churches mm. that they yep. might be able to draw on. Uh, and, yeah, maybe speaking into some of those others as well in, in keeping reminding people, advocating for the mission that we're on about. So I wanted to ask you, um, as we as we move forward from here, it's been great to have this conversation with you. Um, who do you think we, you know, we should be hearing with? Who else should we be having a chat with? With, what would it look like to keep this conversation going with others across our movement? Um, and what would we be wanting to hear from different people in this space, yeah. do you think? Look, look, I, th- I think it would make sense that we start with uh, some of the team members here um, that are on the team in Unley. Uh, just because they have the opportunity to be in a position to look over the, mm-hmm. the broad movement, not because necessarily they are any better than anyone else have got uh, more to say or better to say than anyone else, but they do have a unique perspective because they are placed in a translocal mm. kind of a role. So so I, I think it's important that we hear from them. And, and it's important for the, uh, our listeners to recognise that the team here is actually quite diverse because, uh, as I've said, I, I am me. <laughs> and, and Melinda, you are you. Hi. Uh, but... but um, we, we do have the perspective across different personalities, different passions, different ages, and of course women and men, and cross-cultural opportunity voices as well. So I think that's the starting point. Mm-hmm. But I, I hope and imagine that, it, that it'll go beyond that, um, and needs to go beyond that, because there are, of course, are voices in our churches and in our movement uh, in all kinds of way, from our maybe even from our Baptist care setting to our, our culturally unique churches to our remote, our rural, our... You know, all the diversity there will make us all the richer. So, so I hope all of those will come through, and particularly, maybe we can posture ourselves to hear from our emerging generations. There, uh, I think the, uh, how would you say, the the the, the, uh, the critical mass of our movement still sits with a slightly older group. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, it, it is really important that together we hear from 
the generations that are coming through so that we stay connected with them, that we uh, move with them and that we empower them uh, and enable them to be the leaders of the future. Well, they are, many of them are the leaders today, let's face it. Yes, but there is that, yeah, that, that forward-looking, I think, future mm. dimension to it. Mm. And so when we sit down with these people, what are the kind of things that are, uh, you think it might be good for us to hear from them? Look, well, I don't want to put words into their mouths. Um, I, I think it would be good to hear their passions. I think it's great to hear their perspectives. It, it would be wonderful to hear their imagination of mm. new things. Uh, it, I'm not a great imaginer. <laughs> I don't have really much of a creative bone in my body, apart from the wood turning, yes. but I make more wood chips than I do of anything creative. But this sense of there are people amongst us, and this is true of all communities, isn't it? But there are people amongst us who imagine well, mm. and to listen to those voices is important. Uh, I would not have survived in this role, uh, and I would not have had the support in this role uh, if we hadn't have built a team that is diverse. So that's, what, that's why I think we've got to listen to others and we've got to get, uh, enable them to have a voice and an influence that is beyond the individual. So, uh, so I hope we, we will see some of this. What, what are the opportunities that exist ahead of us? Uh, uh, ha- how might we answer those opportunities, meet those opportunities? Uh, particularly uh, coming out of the COVID se- season, we've got opportunity for reflection and uh, you know, our pastoral leadership are doing some of that and we're facilitating some of that. But in a broader sense, we, we must reflect and say, what, what, what have we learned? What, what does it actually mean to be the body of Christ? It, it, you know, it's not just about our Sunday gatherings. Um, and I'm not demeaning the Sunday gathering. That sense of gathering, I think I'm more value in many ways. But, but to jump to it in its, uh, as an event is to lose something. So what, what does it actually mean to be the community of faith? What does it actually mean to live out our faith in a missional way? And what does that look like in our current context and society? So uh, all of that kind of thing is going to be pretty important. Uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be good to introduce some of the sermons that some of the team and maybe other um, contributors to the podcast um, might have too because I think you see people in a... Uh, in, a, in a preaching teaching context you see something more of their passion you, mm. you, you hear a different voice that they bring uh, so it might be good for us to introduce some of those along the way and I, th- I think that's part of our plan isn't it yeah I think so yeah I mean a, a people listening to this from our churches would hear their own pastors preaching mm. um, but maybe just getting snippets or you know getting a glimpse into some of the sermons from uh, from our team and from others across mm. our movements we hope mm. um, yeah we'll give that wider sense of what people are passionate about what, what Jesus is saying across our movement and, and that's it's actually been one of the gifts isn't it of the COVID season I, you know I, I talk to people and I, I know there are people that are dipping in and out of services across our movement, uh, which is wonderful because there's a sense of people getting a glimpse of what's happening in other places and how other people are doing it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, God forbid that that uh, creates envy or, uh, or, 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 or uh, undue criticism of other, other expressions, but maybe it is an opportunity for us to learn from one another and appreciate that God is doing things Uh, across our state and across our movement in a wonderful diversity of ways.
Well, thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for your time. But also, I think what I can say, I know is true from our team, but also what I hear from our churches, thank you for the way that you do hold our values as a movement and uh, and your role um, leading by serving and by seeking to you know really emphasise and focus on the life and ministry of the local church. Thanks for listening to Movement Today. If you enjoyed this show, then please take a second to give us five stars, tap subscribe and tell a friend. We are available wherever you get your pods. Movement is a podcast from Baptist Church's Essay, hosted by Melinda Cousins and produced by Ruth Grace and Kathy Turner. We'll be back next week with a sermon from today's guest. <laughs>